0: Being able to shift, like when you and control your your energy, and being able to basically like shift your perspective because you're not going to be able to change the circumstances. Like I've had really hard time. I had a hard time getting pregnant with my daughter. I've had like really dark times, or you know where I fell into the whole. Comparison trap and imposter syndrome, all of that. Or just challenging times raising kids and like in in the pandemic. Like it was really tough. And it's not every day was definitely not easy. And but it's like what are those tools you can lean on to pull you out of that and give you a little boost?
1: Hey, hello, and welcome to the And Then We Will Podcast. I am your host, Christina Borsetti, and we are in episode 38. I had the pleasure of interviewing Rachel Kaczynski. She's a mama bird writer and creator of the Healthy Chick Spark Your Bliss deck, journal, and mindful and magical me kids inspiration deck. She's passionate about sharing wellness and mindfulness tidbits for women, mamas, and their little chickies. As a certified health coach, kids yoga teacher, and recce practitioner, she believes in a holistic approach to wellness and that health is so much more than what you eat. It's about how you feel your mind, body, and soul while tapping into your inner magic. Rachel and I explored a number of topics, but the real reason I wanted to have Rachel on the show was as someone who shares wellness and mindfulness, mindfulness, and she practices on a daily basis. What does it look like on the other side? Is it all rainbows and unicorns? But if it isn't, I want to know how do you how do you manage it on the other side? because we are in this together. She is a mom of two. I want to know what it looks like on the other side. Is it always perfect? And if it's not perfect, what do you do? What tools do you use to help get yourself back on your own straight and narrow? As you know, we're big fans of God here on the podcast, but there are other tools that we can integrate into our lives that can help us in those moments and along the way. And I really wanted Rachel to share that. I also wanted Rachel to share what was her process in creating these decks? How did she get to this place where she was helping the kids? community in various ways with the inspirational deck cards, both online and in person. And where she are, is today with her business, and also to talk more about cultivating community. I wanted us to get into that because I know we're all craving being a part of a bigger community where there are other women like ourselves, where we can you know walk with each other, join hands, all of that cute cheesy stuff. But really, how we can cultivate communities both at home and our community, and also if we are looking to expand that outside into the business and the work that we do. So without further ado, we're going to get into the episode. Oh, but I want to remember. And also let you know that we're going to be raffling off her Spark Your Bliss deck and the Mindful and Magical Me inspiration deck. So make sure you listen to the entire podcast episode because we're going to be asking questions on social media and in email so you can get entered in to win these incredible, amazing decks. So we'll see you on the other side of the podcast episode. I'll talk to you then. I wanted to know. I've been following you for a while as we were discussing a little off camera. We've been friends mm-hmm. for a while in that sense of being in the same communities. And I'm in your Facebook group and I absolutely love how engaged everyone is in that group. And anyone who's ever been in a Facebook group knows that it's really, was well, it's really difficult to keep that sort of engagement, to get people really yeah. excited to be in there, like maybe when they get started and then it just dies out over time. But it seems like you have such a great community of people that are just really attracted to what energy you're putting out there. And so I wanted you to talk about, yeah, like what inspires you to do that every single day? Like what inspired you to create Spark Your Bliss cards and just doing the things that you're doing?
0: Yeah, so first of all, um, fostering community is really important for me and always has been kind of going back to, it seems like so long ago, like a lifeline ago, uh, but like 10 years ago, I wanna say, when I worked with Green, it was a big part of my job in Boston was to like create community and plan all these events. Um, and long story short, I left the corporate world and ended up starting my own business and doing more work for myself. But I still always kept those values that I learned through that. And mm-hmm. having a sense of community is so important. Like it just, it helps other women feel good it it feels good to be around that same energy like you mentioned and i think that's why my facebook group for example has that engagement because we're all craving that sense of belonging that sense of okay i'm not alone like i'm not the only Mm -hmm. one going through this and that is contagious like when people can share you know their highs their lows and everything in between but i started the group right around right before COVID hit i was doing, I was selling, we'll talk about more of this, but I was selling my decks on Amazon, um, my affirmation cards. I was doing a lot of like sales and writing online, but I didn't, I had just moved to Connecticut and I didn't have like many friends here yet. And I was really missing that community piece that I had when I lived in Boston. So I started the group and it actually came at the perfect time because a month later, the whole world shut down and, We were all in lockdown so i had this group that i was really invested in because Mm -hmm. people were looking for a space to interact talk open up discussions yeah and so that's where that began and i kept with it because and it's kind of shifted over time as I've, i've added new modalities into my world and now i focus a lot more on on moms and kids and you know women in general but it's okay because the group kind of shifts with you and the people that are meant to stay well and those that it's not for anymore, they can leave and that's okay too. So mm-hmm. it's been really fun to see it transform and, and just like, keep, yeah. Like you said, like stick with it and see how the, the community piece has really stayed strong.
1: It's been a nice staple. It's been around for a while and I can count, I can go in (laughs) there and I know that I'm going to go in and I'm going to, without really even engaging, it's just, I know that I can go in and I'm going to see positive words and affirmations. Mm -hmm. And so it's really just such a nice star when I am having a, a very gloomy gray day. And I think that's awesome what was interesting too is you said okay you started this right before the pandemic and so many people were looking for that community mm-hmm. and did you you felt like people were being really vulnerable in that group because everyone was in lockdown or was that something that evolved over time i
0: think i think it evolved over time at the same time i also was doing women's circles uh virtually because I was doing them in person, and then I had to cancel everything. So I, I started doing that and kind of used the group as a funnel to find my people. And then I had these mini groups within my group where we would meet monthly for a while. And then I changed it to seasonally, but we would meet to open up. And that's where it got really vulnerable. But I think that built trust and a lot of the women that were in the group were mm-hmm. in these circles, vice versa. So it kind of created that space and that normalcy around having these conversations that aren't had a lot and just being around other women and like lifting each other up. And then mm-hmm. I brought that energy into the group.
1: Two questions that pop up in my mind. Uh, one is for women who are interested in cultivating different communities now mm-hmm. and uh, it, is there anything that you would suggest to them? I know we weren't really going to go down this path, but I, I'm just so curious. Yeah, no, it's fine. You not. know, well, yeah, what would you suggest to them? Because you're saying you had these circles, and then they would go into these groups. Where do we find mm-hmm. these people offline to come into these groups? How can we do that? Is it just through conversation? How you know how other outside of those circles would you bring people into your group?
0: Yeah, well, it depends on where you're at. But a lot of for me, at least, um, I had you know, I have this product and I didn't want to just be a product person. I'm like, okay, so these people are I'm getting these emails that I have a sale. But like, who are these people? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know who you are. Like, you're just some order number. And so for me, I took my Instagram and I like kind of went through anybody that's ever interacted with me, anybody who's ever tagged me. And I was like, hey, I'm forming this this group, like if you want to join. And that's how I got a huge base right off the bat. Also just invited like any woman that i've ever been in touch with invite them because you never know like if it's not for them they'll decline it's not like you're you know you don't have i think people are self-conscious about that like i don't want to invite them like you probably get facebook invites all the all the time and but i mean if it's not for them they look at the little description they can just ignore it and that's okay but i think also just it's this has always been my personality and i get it from my dad i just go up to people like all the time and i'm like hey like what's going on. I think just being yourself, you're naturally going to attract those people that are kind of like into that, the stuff you do and into your energy. But I'll just like go up to people at the grocery store and like strike up conversations. So I think it's just starting the conversation. And and naturally, I didn't kind of, I didn't go into it like with like a salesy mindset. I just wanted to build community and be around more people that were- interested in what I'm doing or they are they are like me and we could learn from each other. So I would say just dive right in, like use your current customer base and your current connections first, and then don't be afraid to, uh, you know, go up to people and just strike up conversations. If someone looks interesting to you or you're at an event and you think you'd really connect with someone, like go up to them. Um, And it doesn't have to be like your boring networking events, like go up in your everyday life. If you are, you know, in. In, in a mom's group or you know you're at a local event in your community and you you think people would like vibe with you then bring them into your circle yeah I mean that
1: could overlap into any area of our lives as new moms yeah. as yes it's hard you know, midlife <laughs> women who moved to new states and are trying to find friends you know I can totally relate to that I came up here and my friends were my now husband's friends because I didn't really know anybody up here so it was you know over time trying to build that community so if anyone's going through a transition like that uh but going back to what you're saying two things one, like having courage just to to reach out and speak to people if you have something on your heart that's really true to you like you're saying really altruistic you're just like you said you did not want to be a product you didn't want to just be no. selling something to people you wanted to build a community i think that's something that a lot of consumers are now craving is to be part of communities yes. instead of just you know oh simple app purchase here or book purchase here, et cetera. So I think that's awesome Mm -hmm. that you're doing that. Um, the other thing I was going to say is that you mentioned, you put the energy into the group. Now you say you put the energy in the group. Do you mean just, okay, I was showing up every day. You said to yourself, I'm going to be in that group every single day. Or were you saying just, you know, of course, bringing that personality, both, both. Yeah. At first I was like
0: really hardcore about like showing up every day, like making sure I post in the morning and giving a lot and it got a little overwhelming. So also be mindful of your time. If you're like social media is weird, that's a whole another topic. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I have a love hate relationship with it, to be honest, um, especially Instagram, I'll, there'll be times where I just have to like log off for a while. Uh, this winter I logged off for over a month just because it was just too much and it was consuming me. So be mindful of your time. But um, I I was really excited about it. And it was like a passion project of mine at the time because I wasn't working on a lot of things and it was the beginning of the pandemic. So I put a lot of time and energy into it. But also what I was more specifically referring to was like my energy, like just showing up with as myself and sharing like all of me and (laughs) doing a lot of like live videos and just so people could see your full self. And like we were talking about, before, you know, being vulnerable. And like, it's okay, if you make a mistake, or you don't say things perfectly. And it really helped me be more confident. I do not like being on camera and speaking in front of people. And it made me do that. And now I'm a lot
1: more comfortable with it. So yeah, over time, you're just like, I don't care anymore. If you don't like (laughs) that's how I've become over time. I'm like, This is kind of me. The only time I feel awkward is when I'm doing like fake real stuff. I (laughs) I can't do any of that. There's always
0: awkward time. I know. I I will say too, like your energy is so contagious. And I think about this as a mom, like how much my energy rubs off on my kids. And like my daughter is so intuitive. So she can tell. If something's off with me and like if i'm annoyed she's like i can tell you're annoyed mom you want to go sit over there in your spot like she just can read me so people can read your energy so it's it's contagious so like how do you want to yeah. who do you want to be around like what kind of people inspire you and what kind of energy do you want to want to attract and what kind of energy do you want to you know follow mm-hmm. because you can choose especially with well in on social media and in real life, like, you can choose, like, who you surround yourself with Mm -hmm. the most. Um, I mean, we can't choose everything, but, you know, but you can choose, like, what you want to invest your energy in, and, like, who you follow and unfollow, and who you Mm -hmm. want to be friends with, and, like, if people are feeling, like, if you have toxic relationships, or people aren't aren't inspiring you, or you're feeling, like, you need to take a little bit of a break, that's okay. And so honoring that too in the whole process.
1: I think that, yeah, taking the space away and then the communities that we hang out in, like you said, some people, especially family, can be really challenging to separate ourselves from, uh, not to say anything, like family. they're going to be listening to this, be like, what should you talking about?
0: <laughs> um, I live five minutes think? from my family. So <laughs> they're probably, they're. it's like the opposite for me. I call them like 10 times a day. They're like, here she is again. <laughs> Cute.
1: but but it's that's nice. You
0: no, know, it's yeah. nice to have their help, but you know, and like, yeah. but you know, there's always different family dynamics. So
1: sure. Yeah. 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 And then if you have a job that you enjoy, but there could be toxic personalities there as well. Uh, yeah, I totally understand that. And that's something even myself, I think it's probably why I'm also in your group going back to saying that again is because I want to surround myself with people that are being positive and that are uplifting and that aren't just living in this, you know, world of online politics and the discussions and the anger. I feel like that's everywhere I go. I want to live in a bubble. I want to put a shell over my head (laughs) if I could. (laughs) So getting to, you're saying mother, but people who are listening to should also know it's cute that your daughter's intuitive. She's five, right?
0: She's five. She's almost five. She's not even five. She is like, she's so intuitive. She's like this little mini me. And the things she says are just like her dreams and like, her stories and and just she does her affirmations at night every day she is such a little old soul so sweet and yeah she's not even five So that's it's cool incredible. To see her her yeah. doing these things that we do as a family too.
1: Yeah. I think that's incredible. Your kids are watching you all the time. They're sharing your energies. They're taking that in. I even when my daughter does things and I'm thinking, oh, did I do this sort of subconsciously after years of doing it? And it's it's a good lesson uh to alter the way that we're behaving because we're seeing it in our children. You had recently created, or you did create, you created affirmation cards for the kiddos, right? Yeah.
0: So, and it kind of reminds me of what we were talking about with energy, like how you can't control sometimes like who you're spending time. Well, you can a little bit, but you can't control every situation in your life, but you can control like your perspective and your personal energy. So like adding in affirmations of some sort, whether it's pulling affirmation cards, or, you know, doing affirmations in the mirror, reading books is so helpful to give yourself a little like pop of positivity to start your day or just to shift when you're feeling a little, like you said, gloomy, or like you need a little pick me up. So I have my Spark Your Bliss deck I created a long, now I think it was like six years ago for women. And then Mm -hmm. most recently I created a mindfulness deck for kids. That's coming out in May. It's not really just affirmations. It's like a full um, nature-based mindfulness deck. And there's rhyming, like feel good rhyming messages on each card with a little Mm -hmm. animal or something in nature to kind of pair it with. And then every card has a mindful exercise. So it really helps them like dive right in and not just read something. Um, You know, they'll do it with their parents, but, or caregivers, teachers whoever but also an activity to like put it in action cuz that's always important to me even yeah. with my my cards for adults i i like to not just say something nice like how are you going to implement that and put it into action too cuz i think it's both mm-hmm. i can be a little woo woo but i'm also realistic and i think when it comes to positivity and manifestation and all those things you need both like you need you know to trust in the universe and add in those practices of mindfulness and positivity but also take conscious mindful action
1: to help you get there so I'm curious how did you come up with the ideas for that deck is it from your own children interactions with them or yeah I'd love to hear more about that
0: <laughs> it's kind of a crazy story how I got the idea to create the deck but then I used such experiences from my own children and family but I was actually on a women's retreat last fall so not even like nine months ago and I, we were in this like deep meditation with like 100 women in actually in the Massachusetts area, I had this vision of myself <laughs> and like a younger version of myself. And I heard a voice being like, you have to work with children. And I saw like everything in front of me, like I saw this this kid's deck I would create. I saw myself teaching kids yoga and like surrounded by all these animals. And I like had this huge aha moment because I did not, I mean, I dabbled in working with kids. I have kids. So I would do my work with the kids mm-hmm. and I have uh, these wall prints that are for kids, but I don't have a kid. I didn't do any work with kids besides that. So when I got home, I shifted like everything. I, I just it, it was like this inner knowing of this is what I'm meant to do. So yeah. I signed up for a kids yoga certification. I now teach kids yoga. I started working on these cards, like right away. I was just so inspired that I I created them just so quickly and intuitively. And like, I just used all the images I saw and like all yeah. this inner knowing. And I made the deck, there's 35 cards. I teamed up with my aunt who does watercolor painting. So she did all of the artwork. Wow. And then to do to create them, I, I'm like, I've always been into writing. I yeah. when I was little, I would write these long, cute, like I would write stories all the time. My mom said I would write these like novels and books all the time and have like scrapbooks all the time and diaries. But I went to school for journalism, so I've always been really into writing and sharing mm-hmm. my art that way. That's just comes really natural for me. So I came up with these cute little rhyming messages to pair with all of the animals. And then I use like my own stuff that I do for myself as a mom, like to ground myself and be mindful, paired with things that have worked with my kids and like the kids in my life. I made it kid friendly. So basically brought that mindfulness work that is so integral as an adult and made it accessible for kids because it starts with them. Like it starts, you can start this at such a young age and I wish I knew these tools then. (laughs) And it's just like really cool to see how effective it is with the little ones. Like even as young Mm -hmm. as like my son who's two and a half when he's getting like last night, they were getting a little like crazy before bed and like that hour (laughs) Mm -hmm. before bed. And I popped on this mindful breathing exercise we do and they immediately like quieted down like it was instant. And it's
1: just really cool to see the work in action. That's awesome. It's a great story. I think that's really beautiful because taking that inspiration and just running with it. So many of us get that inspiration and then we'll sit on it or overthink it and just Mm -hmm. sort of let it dwindle away. So that's incredible. So it's like you just went right from that and then just came home and started running for it or? That's kind of how I work. I did the same
0: thing like because I, like you said, I've started so many things and then like gave up or didn't finish. It's too hard. This, that, there's other people that do it. You get in your head or I'm like, "Eh," and then I, I have, I'm creative. So I come up with things all the time and I'm like, no. And I shift But the Spark Your Bliss deck, the one that I created for women years ago was the first time that I actually like brought something to life full circle, like started something and finished it. And I was like, okay, like I can do this. I don't like to, to like start to finish and actually like have it in my hands printed like a real thing was really cool to see. And that too was a time where I also just went with it and didn't, you know, let other thoughts get in the way. So the same kind of, the same experience kind of was the same for this deck too I just ran with it and I knew I just wanted to like focus I just knew it was going to happen I saw it so I didn't let I didn't let anything get in the way and when things got hard and like all the you know it's expensive too to create a project like this but there's a million reasons why you shouldn't do it but I was just like no I'm doing it
1: how early were you starting with your kids with these mindfulness exercises like in the womb (laughs)
0: Well, (laughs) probably. No, I didn't. I don't think I thought about it really until more recent because it was just, I was just doing it. And they, I mean, they would just start to notice, I guess, and pick up on things. But I don't think I was intentionally doing it until like the past year. Like there wasn't, I wasn't like, okay, we're going to do this. I think it's just, they saw me, they always knew. Like they've been playing with my affirmation card since they were babies, like just yeah. picking them up and like ripping them up. And I even thought then I'm like, they need their own deck, but I never thought, oh, I'll create my own back then. But I think I'm trying to think when we started doing affirmations with my daughter, she lo- she loves to pull a card like from my deck and some of them mm-hmm. aren't really appropriate for kids, but she would love, she like loves to read them and she loves the playfulness card, for example. So she would be like, read it to me. And then I think she just noticed that they started doing in school. Like I noticed they would do some art projects around like I am, and then they would put like a word, like I am kind. And so I think that she would dabble in it there and then put two and two together because she's seen me do it and talk about it. And so then she learned the word affirmations and like now every night before bed, she's like, I want to do my affirmations. And it started as just like a simple repeat after me, like, I am calm, I am loved, I am. And then she would say her name. And mm. then now she's just, like, I want to do them myself. And she'll say, I want to do the long ones. And she comes up with like 15 different. That it's so cute. And she has me repeat. So oh I now gosh. she's the teacher. It's really, really cute. That is <laughs>
1: and cute. then she has me do oh it, gosh.
0: too. She goes, are we going to do short ones or long ones? And then she has me finish. <laughs> she has yeah. me finish them, But it's really cute because we'll say at the end, we always say I am. And then our name, like I am Isabella, and I say, and I say I am mommy. (laughs) It's really cute to to see her take charge of it, and I think it's it's nice to have her like have some ownership over. It's really cute.
1: How did you yourself get into affirmations? Was that something going through your yoga certification, or you just stumbled upon it? How did that come to fruition? No, so I got
0: I I would say so I've always been into writing, but. I didn't really get into them until like right after I left um, my job with Sweetgreen. I was working. I loved the working there and like learned so much, but I was burning myself out. And I was like doing the opposite of what I preach and like being mindful and staying healthy and like feeling mm-hmm. nourishing your body. I was like running off coffee and like go, go, go catching the tea, running there, doing events every night and like not taking time for myself. So when I left and knew I needed to have some space and I wanted to do more of my own thing, I gave them a big um, three month notice, <laughs> and stayed with it, like because I I just felt bad and like I they had to find a replacement. So I had three months where I had to still go to work every day, but I was like kind of ready to do my own thing. I was in this weird in between phase. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I made one of those chains that you like make when you're little to count down for something exciting like your birthday or a holiday. Mm-hmm. And I ripped up a bunch of, I think I had, however many days I had left there. <laughs> I think I had like two months left or whatever. Yeah. And wrote on every single chain, like something positive, like you got this, or like even just a word. Tape. I taped them together and then hung them <laughs> in our living room in Boston. My husband, then boyfriend, or fiance i forget what uh walked in he's like what is going on i had like incense burning and i was like yeah. playing the beatles and making like tying chains together and i'm like "Don't!" it's great it's just my countdown and every day i would pull like a random one they're in order but like i shuffled them up so i didn't know what was coming and i would pull a pull a chain with a message and bring it with me in my work bag for the day yeah and people like started to rub, I would show some of my colleagues and they were like, that's so cool. Like, and I would share with them. And so I noticed Mm -hmm. that there was this little ripple effect too, around sharing that positive Mm -hmm. energy. And I knew like, right then that when I was done, I would start working on an affirmation deck of my own, but make it really practical because I, for years, and I think maybe when I started doing health coaching, um, I got really into like the spirituality practices and I have Oracle decks, some affirmation decks, but, I want a lot of them were just like a little too out there for my friends, mm-hmm. so I wanted to create a deck that was more accessible and fun for like your everyday woman. And it was really important for me too not to just have a little positive message, to also have a journaling prompt and uh, action steps to go with it, because yeah. journaling is also like very therapeutic for me, and it helps you get out all those thoughts mm-hmm. and like brain dump and all that. So I wanted to bring all that into one deck, and there was nothing like that at the time, like. No, like you, it was either like you have your affirmation deck with a positive line, or you have like an Oracle deck with like this deeper, like message, which I love, but I I didn't have anything like what I wanted to create for me and like my friends and people that I would interact with. So I I did that. And that's when I got, I mean, that's when I really saw how, how much of a shift those little things, like something as simple as a little note on a piece of ripped up paper could be. That's daily. also
1: another really cool story. I would never think yeah, of be like that. My stories I wish I had like, that.
0: Well, it's, that's why I think I knew I had to go through with it because they, they were just like really, I, both of them were like very aha, like I know I need to do this, do this yeah. kind of thing. So like, I love getting, it yeah. just makes me so happy when I see, like when someone tags me or and I see people like yesterday, someone tagged me and they, every I guess every day they pull one, like they're in real estate and they pull one every day for their
1: team. And everybody, and
0: like, it's like their little way to bring morale into the, into their coworkers. So I really like that. And like the whole ripple effect of that.
1: I like that having that honest conversation, because I don't know if I've never been in the corporate world since you and I (laughs) were in the corporate (laughs) world together, but it definitely was not a discussion in the morning about anything potentially yeah yeah soul churning (laughs) (laughs) what are your numbers today who how much (laughs) are you selling yeah that's basically it would you say that is there a sort of you know consistency metric do you suggest to people if you can do it every day or is it just like whatever you feel like you can pull it because getting into the habit of that right if you're not someone who necessarily thinks in a gratitude forward, positive way. And it's something you're trying to change about yourself. You know, are there any, as there's anything you've seen with people that have used it? Maybe they've told you their feedback. Oh, hey, I've been using this every single day and this is the results.
0: Yeah, I love, I love hearing how people use their deck. And I always say there's not a right or wrong way, but a lot of people pull one every day, like in the morning, like over coffee. Um, Some people will pull like one to three at the beginning of every month as like, that's your word and reflection for the Mm -hmm. month. And I'm going to focus on that until I feel like I've kind of mastered that. But I would say if you if you like consistency, and you just want you don't want to overthink it, like do it every day, whether it's right when you wake up or before bed, or you know, some people like a nighttime type thing, but it Mm -hmm. can pair with something that you already do. So if it's like, you don't want it to be like a chore. Yeah. Um, so you got to find your, your thing, keep them in your bat like your work bag, your purse, and have them on the go for those moments when you just need a little uplift. If you don't want to make it like a daily thing, it can just mm-hmm. be like that tool that's there for you.
1: You know, you have hard times. You said you went, you had hard times when mm-hmm. you were creating this deck, when you were creating this, uh, you know, really awesome product for people. And you have difficult times, mom, too. I think that sometimes we see people that are really positive. We think they just don't ever go through anything challenging. And so I wanted, yeah, yeah, I wanted you to speak to that. And what do you do? Are you pulling cards for yourself? Like what other ways do you bring yourself back Get Grounded? So I think that's like the biggest
0: misconception. And like, people assume that because you're doing this, like you don't have bad days or like it means you have to be positive all the time. And I like, I want to share that that's just not the case. Like I have asked my family, I have really bad days. I cry a lot. It's not about being positive all the time. It's about being able to shift like when you Mm -hmm. and control your, your energy and being able to basically like shift your perspective because you're not going to be able to change the circumstances. Like I've had really hard time. I had a hard time getting pregnant with my daughter. I've had like really dark times or, you know, where I fell into the whole comparison trap and imposter syndrome, all of that or just challenging times raising kids. And like in, in the pandemic, like it was really tough. It's not every day was definitely not easy. And but it's like, what are those tools you can lean on to pull you out of that and give you a little boost? And Mm -hmm. so it's not about like all, and it doesn't have to be all or nothing. I think a lot of people think, okay, like I have to be like this all the time. And like Mm -hmm. this positive person, it's not for me, but it's really for you. That's what, that's what it's really for you. And like, cause I am not like, I get, I lose my patience (laughs) on my kids or I'll have really bad days. And and actually i i my husband or my dad will be like what do you do like you're a kids yoga teacher i'm like yeah but that doesn't mean i'm like immune to that like it, right. i'm real, a human and i think people think that when you have like a certain title or like if you're like you know some instagram influencer or whatever that you just don't have that doesn't happen to you but it's you're mm-hmm. still a human mm-hmm. so i have like things that i constantly have to do to like bring myself back i would say the the biggest things for me are like breathing grounding my energy so I'll, like if the kids are like really intense and we'll mm-hmm. all do this i'll just take off my shoes and we'll go outside and i'll just like stand on the grass and breathe it's so good for you it's so good for the kids mm-hmm. um they'll just do it naturally like kids kids i find just know this stuff yeah because if they just do what feels good to them but we need to be reminded again as adults like to go back to these things that feel good so I'll do like grounding breaths, or like if if I'm in the middle of like cooking dinner and things are like chaotic, I'll make sure I breathe. It's or I'll like actually leave the room and just breathe. I come into mm-hmm. this room, I'm in into the living room, and they'll be like like crazy, like TV on, like over sent, like over stimulating in there, mm-hmm. and I have to remove myself so I can breathe. So we mm-hmm. always have our breath, whether you're working in a, in a job or you need to you need to like. Excuse yeah. yourself to like go to the bathroom and breathe re- anything. Um, journaling is big for me. I I don't, I don't didn't mention this, but I created a journal that's also on Amazon, the Spark Your Bliss journal. And it has like the space to do these things that I do every day or I try to do every day, but like a space to do your brain dump, mm-hmm. then to write down three things that you're grateful for because mm-hmm. gratitude is, I was going to say, is another one I that's big for me. And then at the bottom, you write today I want to feel. And it's like you set one word or an intention and that's where... You can pull a card for inspiration or just think about like, how do I, what do I want to, how do I want to feel today? Like, what do I want to bring into the Mm -hmm. world today? Like, how do I want to show up? And so that's, that's big. The affirmations and like tying that in with it. I would say those are like the main things that I do regularly to like, just go back to that. Because it's hard. You get pulled out of it. And I will say like, it's easy to do these things when your life's going so well. And like, it's like, la la la. Like it's, oh, I can write anything I'm grateful for. But also sometimes when everything's going well, you forget to do these things. Mm -hmm. And then when things are going really bad, you're like, oh, it's hard to to do. Maybe you don't want to be happy and going out and seeing everybody and smiling and talking to people, but you can take a moment and just think of three things that you're grateful for. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that you're grateful for everything and you're not right. grateful for like the really hard situation you're going through, but maybe there's something like simple, like your, your cup of coffee or your job or whatever it is. Um, You can come up with like three things in that moment. So that's why I love gratitude practices because anybody can come up with like a few things you can, if you have a, like a fam, a bigger family, you can like have a gratitude jar where you all pop in, like, Something you're grateful for every day. But mm-hmm. that's really helpful just to even stop and think about because we don't do it very often.
1: I even think about the last couple of days. I'm like, all right, things have been pretty good. And then I've just been so tired at night. And that's normally when I'll write in my gratitude. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. But who knows? I could get sick in a week from now and be like, darn, you know, like now yes. it, it's hard for me to feel gra- gracious about anything. And so, it, yeah, 100%. Just little things like, oh, I have running water and anything. We have yeah. food to put in our mouth. A just as little a simple thing, Right. I mean, we get so used to that. We're just United you know, yes. States of America. It's like just not living in a third world country. I think we really just take things so much for yeah. So yeah, it's not
0: it's not being like fake positive. Like I I no. don't like that. Like it's it's like think okay maybe things are really hard and you can even acknowledge that in your journal. Like things yeah. really suck right now, and I am grateful for like small little things. And I think too, like that goes back to the community piece. I've always been really honest about that. Like when things are hard, or like. I'm going through a raw like last Before this retreat I went on last summer, I was just feeling so stuck. Like, what this? I don't feel like I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. Like, I don't feel like my work is inspiring me anymore. And I felt Mm -hmm. like really stuck, but I was just open. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? They'll understand. So, sharing that the hard times too, I think makes people more comfortable to open up around you too, because you're absolutely, if you're kind of struggling with feeling positive, one of my favorite things to do is to think about what brought you joy as a kid, tap into that and sprinkle that into your life now in, in a little. Even if it's just like a small little thing, like if you loved roller skate or something, or like you were always like into crafting, how can you just do something like tiny to bring that in? It's just a really nice perspective shift. And Mm -hmm. I think all of us could use a little bit more of that like inner child energy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Someone asked me that, like, what think about that like freedom you felt as a little girl like how can you bring that into your life and that's when I quit my job and like started doing my own stuff but thought about like how that little Rachel was really carefree I didn't care what people thought of me like I did I did a lot of writing and um making my own necklaces and like gifts for people out of paper I still am a lot of that now and I bring a lot of that into my work now which is kind of cool to see like how it all turned out um but all it all kind of makes sense now but you don't have to like go back and do the thing you were (laughs) doing as a little kid but like how can you do like bring a little bit of that into your life it just makes if you're feeling like you're stuck in a rut it really can help change that energy up Mm -hmm. the one other thing too that we do a lot is like dance parties in your kitchen especially (laughs) if you have kids and like all of you are in like a mood we just like throw on oldies and dance and it's so good because it's fun but it also moves the energy if you're Mm -hmm. feeling really stuck and stagnant and negative it'll like pull it out of you. <laughs> yeah, no, house. we do
1: the same thing. It's it's funny you say kitchen. That seems to be like the, that's yeah, the place wherever. to do the dancing. Nowhere <laughs> else, just the kitchen. But We do, <laughs> do always end up dancing in the kitchen. It's really funny.
0: Those are the types of little things anyone you, you don't need to be, set aside a big amount of time for. It's just yeah. like
1: quick little things. And that's what I'm all about. It's a really important message because we are in just a time in our lives where things are very complicated, but it is like, we've just got a lot of different things going on, a lot of different moving parts. So we seem to sort of overcomplicate things trying to figure out like, well, if I got to 10 minutes there, like, do I use the whole 10 minutes to do things? Or at least me, I'm like, oh, analyze. Yes, I'm like, no. just do the thing. I do, do the thing and just, eh. so it's trying to sort of eliminate some of the stuff, at least if we could, that we don't really need and then do the mm-hmm. simple things that bring us more joy. So I was wondering if you had some cards or a card that you might read that everyone can get a little sneaky peeks (laughs) let's do it i'll do it from one of each this is from my og
0: deck spark bliss self-worth good one i love and accept myself exactly as i am and know that i am worth so much more than a number on a scale a title or a judgment and the supporting actions toss the scale let go of self-judgments, buy yourself a gift, Mm. journaling exercise. It's a deep, it's a juicy one. What do you believe you're worthy? You're worthy of. Mm. So that's a good one with like, I mean, for any woman, but like, we don't take time to like realize our worth and like Mm -hmm. take time to honor that. So, so as you could say, like they have the message, the word, and then a journaling prompt and some action steps to bring along. So self-worth. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to journal that one later.
1: <laughs> I know. Good.
0: I haven't done that one in a while. That's perfect then, for this
1: podcast. That was
0: for the kids. Interesting how that
1: just popped up.
0: So this is spot on too with what I was talking about. So for the kids deck, I pulled the sea turtle. Aww. And so they all have the watercolor design and then the message, but so pretty. Um, the message is turtles move super duper slow at their own steady pace. Some of the best things take time life is not a race and the mindful moment, which is great for kids and adults or doing it with your kids. If you have kids is um, sensory snacking. Mm -hmm. So it says, let's have a picnic, take your time, choose a favorite snack, like fruit or crackers, then look at your food and notice what you see. Does it feel soft or crunchy? What does it smell like when you take a bite? Does it taste sweet or salty? What does it sound like when you chew? So it's it's really a mindful eating experience. And I, if if you ever want to like just bring meditation into your meals and your regular life, just try to slow down when you eat and like notice things. Not just like we all plow through our meals or we're eating on the go. I do it too, mm-hmm. um, but when you really slow down or you bring your meal outside. Uh, and just take some time to like look at it, honor it, smell it—all those things. It's really a great way to tap into your senses. And anytime you do that, it's just like really feels really good.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for sharing those. Those are awesome.
0: Thank you. And
1: for anyone who is listening, we're going to do a little giveaway.
0: Yeah. Right. Yes, we yeah. are.
1: We are, and we are still trying to figure out. <laughs> what kind of cool? I'm not good with. I'm gonna have to refer to you to that. I'm not great with with the giveaway stuff. Yes, figure we'll that out. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a really great conversation, and. You know, I always just like love these conversations because I feel like I learned so much. And now I feel like I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna do my affirmations now. And I'm yes, back to it. It's very exciting. Thank you.
0: I love this. It's nice to just chat and catch up and share some things that you know that inspire me with others because that's what it's all about. Thank you so
1: much for joining me today, friends. I hope that you were able to take something away from this podcast that encouraged you or that's gonna bring more joy into your life. Taking exactly what you needed and leaving what you don't. But come back and listen again. I find that when I go back and I listen to a podcast for the second time, sometimes the third, I am finding new little nuggets in there that I didn't think about before. So it just depends, right? What we got going on in our life. So I hope you'll come back and you will share this with a friend if you think that they could hear it. They've a conversation and it sparked something for you. And better yet, I would be super grateful and feeling very blessed if you just take 30 seconds to leave a review on this podcast so that it can continue to get out into the world and reach other women who may need to hear it. Thank you so much for your time. And I will talk to you next time.